This is Boundless, and I'm Ed Blonsky. Everyone has a need, and I'm glad to share with you the one thing that can meet every single need. It is the love of Jesus Christ. On today's show, you'll hear a message of love and hope, the very same love and hope that will meet all needs. The messages on Boundless have recently been given at St. Matthew Lutheran Church in Hawthorne Woods, Illinois. And if you happen to be in the northwest suburbs of Chicago, I would love to see you this weekend. You can go to the St. Matthew website to plan your visit at www.stmatts.net. That's www.stmatts.net. Now, here's today's message. Thanks for listening. A reward is not something that is obligated to be given to you. That would actually make that a payment or a salary or some other kind of reimbursement. Instead, the way Jesus uses the word reward in the Bible, it's something that is given to someone freely, but also because that person has done something. It's given in response. It's freely given in response to an action. And in this sermon series, this message series, called The Reward, we are looking at various rewards that Jesus chooses to give to us that is also part of a reaction, a response that we do, or something that we do, because Jesus has given us something, namely our salvation through his death and his resurrection. Last week we, took the, we looked at the reward of a cup of water, and we explored how a simple act of service can have profound effects on people and on the world. This week we're going to look at the reward of rest that Jesus promises to give to his followers, to his disciples. So here we are, right smack dab in the middle of summer. And you know that summer is a time of vacations. It's a time to get away, to take time off from work in order to play, in order to relax, to recharge, and to refresh. God has created us to work. And I have a Bible passage that actually backs that up. It's not just me saying that or me interpreting that. Here it is. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to do what? To work it and to keep it. And that is given to Adam to do and to all of us before the fall into sin. But after the fall, we're still to work, and yet now what's attached to work is weariness. And vacations can be a time where we can then overcome or compensate for the weariness of now working. But there are other ways to overcome the weariness of work. There are at least two other ways. There is sabbaticals, and then there is the day off, or to use the Bible word for it, the Sabbath day. A sabbatical is not the same as a vacation. It is an extended time and period of intensive study and reading and perhaps writing 
to find ways that God wants to form or transform us to carry out our calling, something we call a vocation in the church. The sabbatical is usually taken after seven years of working. It's in the name. The word sabbatical comes from the Hebrew word for seven. It's also the same Hebrew word for rest and the same Hebrew word for the seventh day of the week, the Sabbath day. My friend Jeff took a, a sabbatical, a true sabbatical, a couple years ago. And during that time, he took six months that he studied and he explored how God would want to use him in the future as a disciple of Jesus. And he came back from his Sabbath transformed to be able to lead his flock as a pastor, as well as all kinds of other flocks and other people, including our own congregation, in exploring the dream that God has for them and how to implement that dream. Another friend of mine, Ben, and his church took a sabbatical about a year or so ago, three-month sabbatical. They both took a sabbatical. Ben took a sabbatical three months off to explore deeply God's gifts to him the gift of art and photography, as well as much-needed time with his family and his wife. And the church, at the same time, were going through a deep study of how they could work with their pastor in the mission and ministry of that congregation. And they both came together after three months and were able and were renewed, transformed, in bringing the gospel bringing Jesus to their community. Now, sabbaticals take a lot of planning, a lot of resources, a lot of people involved, and so not everybody takes them, and I guess in a sense, not everybody is made for sabbaticals. But God is so gracious to us and so loving to us that he actually does give each and every one of us a little sabbatical every week called the Sabbath day. This, and I've got some Bible passages that talk about the Sabbath as well. Back to Genesis for a second. Genesis chapter 2. And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it, God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. And then these words, which you all have heard before, from Exodus chapter 20, verse 8. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. And then it goes on to say, Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord, your God. On it you shall not do any work. You or your son or your daughter or your male servant or your female servant or your livestock or the sojourner who, work, who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. And then here's Jesus himself telling you about the Sabbath. This is in Mark chapter 2. And he said to them, his disciples, and the people gathered around him, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. What does that tell us? That tells us that the Sabbath is a gift 
given to you. It is a gift to be used, as all gifts from God are, but it is not something that you do in order to get something from God. It is something that God gives to you so that you can use it for his glory and for your neighbor. And so it is tied into all the other gifts that God gives to us by his grace, especially the gift of salvation. Remember, we are saved by grace through faith. We're Lutherans, after all. That's it. That's our bread and butter as Lutherans in this world, to tell everyone that we are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, as revealed in Scripture alone. Jesus died on the cross to forgive all our sins, and Jesus gives us Sabbath rest. I hope you're enjoying today's message on Boundless from St. Matthew Lutheran Church in Hawthorne Woods. For more, you can go to our website, www.stmats.net. That's www.stmatts.net. You can also support our ministry and access more online content of Boundless Hope. And if you're in the northwest suburbs of Chicago, I would love to see you this weekend. You can go to the St. Matthew website to plan your visit. Now, back to today's message. Because he knew us so well. He died to forgive the sin that would tempt us and lead us to work without thought to rest. And the opposite. Jesus died to forgive us the sin that would lead us to rest without work. Now, work without rest is exhaustion and leads to death. The death of friendships, the death of marriage, the death of family. But Jesus also died to forgive the sin that leads us to want to rest without work. Rest without work is called laziness. Or to use the old church word for it, the seven deadly sins, it is the sin of sloth. And ultimately it's meaningless because God created us to work and then God gave us rest one day a week for our work. And so that helps us to understand that work with rest can have profound effects on this creation. It can lead other people to Jesus. When you work and then take a weekly day of rest from work, people are going to invariably, inevitably ask you, why are you doing that? How come you can't make the 8 o'clock Sunday morning tee-off time with us? Why can't you and your family make it? Why are you going to be late to our time of at the lake for boating and picnicking? And you can tell them, Jesus died to forgive my sins, so I'm going to go with my family and give thanks to God, and we're going to rest for a time in worship. And Jesus died to forgive you your sins and wants to give you rest, so let me tell you about Jesus. So God created us to work. And God created rest for us as well. So we must take our rest. Just as we must breathe in and out to live, just as we must eat and drink to live, we also must rest. 
take our Sabbath rest each week. Go ahead and take extended Sabbaths by taking a vacation with your family. And the Sabbath rest, if possible, with your family, come and worship. Restore that relationship with God and with your family in church. And on vacations, take time off from the work that God has given you to do. And spend time with your family to rest and relax and recharge. And if it's in the cards for you, if you have the resources and the people and the planning, take that sabbatical rest where you can go do a deep dive into things that God would like you to know in order to carry out your vocation or your calling by God. Now, how important is this? Let me tell you the story of Bronnie Ware. Bronnie Ware is a hospice nurse. She's retired now, but for many years she, she served as a hospice nurse in Australia. And she nursed hundreds of people through the years in their last weeks and days in this earthly life. And she made it a habit to ask each one of her patients at the end of their lives, what regrets do you have? And of all the male patients she had, every single one of them had the same regret. And there was one regret that was second of all the other regrets. It was the same regret of all her patients. You know what it might have been? <laughs> I regret that I didn't take more time to rest. I regret that I spent so much of my time to my work and to the treadmill of work and not to rest and to my family. So what does that tell us? It tells us that at the very end of our lives, that at the very end of our lives, our regrets are going to be that we did not rest and we did not invest in our relationships. Interestingly enough, at the beginning of all life, at the end of the first week of all life, God did rest because he knew that at the end of our lives, that would be our regret, that we didn't take more rest. This hit home to me today, just today, interestingly enough, and there's no coincidences when it comes to God, I'm sure, that I was listening to one of the podcasts that I like to listen to, and it talked exactly about this. It's on the podcast, Make It Simple, and it was the episode, Slowing Down, with Alan Fadling. And I'm going to provide a link for that in the pastor's three things for this coming Monday that I hope you'll give a listen to as well. It's fascinating that this happened today in my preparations to give this message on the reward of rest. So work and rest is a profound response to God's grace to us through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let me close with this quote. Every now and then, go away. Have a little relaxation. For when you come back to your work, your judgment will be sure, since to remain constantly at work will cause you to lose the power of judgment. Go some distance away, because then the work appears smaller, and more of it can be taken in at a glance and a lack of harmony or proportion 
can more readily be seen. That's a quote by Leonardo da Vinci. And no idler was he. He was excellent as a painter, a sculptor, a poet, as an engineer, as an inventor, as a scientist, as a city planner, as an anatomist, as a military genius, and as a philosopher. He knew that taking rest was vital to doing the work that God has given us to do, and so we should as well. But we have someone even greater than Leonardo da Vinci to tell us that. It is Jesus himself, our Lord and Savior, who bled and died on the cross to forgive all our sins and rose from the grave to give us new life and to prepare a place for us in heaven to take us there. He says to each and every one of you today, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to today's message on Boundless. I hope that today's message brought you the love and hope that will meet your need. I'm the pastor at St. Matthew Lutheran in Hawthorne Woods, Illinois. And at St. Matthew, we see that there is boundless need all around us that can be met with the boundless love of Jesus so we can all live with boundless hope. For more, go to our website, www.stmats.net. That's www.stmatts.net. There you will find more content and resources that will give you the boundless love of Jesus. If you are in the northwest suburbs of Chicago, I would love to see you this weekend. You can go to the St. Matthew website to plan your visit. In the meantime, find us on Instagram at St. Matthew Hawthorne Woods. There is no E in Hawthorne, by the way. And we're also on Facebook and YouTube. Thanks for listening to Boundless. Remember, the answer to all need is Jesus, who is love and brings hope.